Murders in the Building, Season 3, Episode 3, Grab Your Hankies, Not Your Hankles, is over. But we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps on the only Murders podcast on Post Show Recaps, where we are breaking down all the murders happening here in the third season of this incredible show. We are going episode by episode, and this week we are up to the third episode of Only Murders Season 3, Grab Your Hankies. I'm Josh Wiggler. I am joined here by my co-host, the great DJ LaBelle Klein, a.k.a. Troy, a.k.a. the star of the upcoming Grey's Anatomy spinoff. Unbelievable. Congratulations, Troy, on your doctor drama hire. This is very exciting news. Uh, thank you so much. It is no family burn unit, uh, but uh-huh. I am excited to be part of the spinoff of the spinoff of the spinoff. Gray's Carbondale foot trauma. That is exactly what we are here to break down to. Uh, surprise. This isn't about only murders this week. Nope. Uh, not watch least. your backs, Chappelle and Ariel. We're coming for your Grey's Anatomy beat here on Poster Recaps. Just kidding. They're doing a great job talking about Grey's Anatomy. So I'm to understand. I've never seen Grey's Anatomy before in my entire life. But the people who watch it say that they're having a lot of fun with that. Uh, you know how on Grey's Anatomy they had McDreamy and McSteamy? Yeah. I feel like if I was on that show, I'd be McFlurry. McFlurry. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Did you get into the Grimace shake, Troy? I did not try the Grimace shake. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really don't I feel like you could have made life. an incredible Grimace shake video, though. I, I could have. You know, Grimace uh, is a deep part of my childhood. Uh, uh-huh. Purple is my favorite color. Uh, yeah. That may also have to do with the fact that it was the color of my favorite uh, Girl Scout cookies box. Sure. Uh, deep, deep. Which, uh, which flavor was that? Uh, that is the Caramel Delights or Samoas, depending oh. on what part of the country you're in. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, a little coconut, a little chocolate. Oh, why are we talking about cookies? Because... Well, because we were talking about Grimace, who may be one of the murder suspects here in Only Murders Season 3. I... Never know. It's wide open here, Troy, and we've got we a lot... We still haven't rolled out Big Bird. Just we've got saying. a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, if Big Bird is on the menu, then so too must Grimace be on the menu of possible considerations here on a special live episode of the Only Murders in the Building podcast. We're doing this one... <laughs> on video you can check it out postshowrecaps.com slash youtube i think we're going to try and do video versions of the only murders podcast for the rest of the season uh will not always be live but we will endeavor to be live when we can be so if you want to check that out you can go to postshowrecaps.com slash youtube of course if you just want the podcasts you could just do the podcast you could subscribe by searching post show recaps only murders wherever you get your podcasts you'll find us that way you can also search by url uh, you could use our RSS link, postshowrecaps.com slash onlymurders. That's the RSS link when you search by URL. If you want to follow along with the Only Murders coverage here, you'll never miss an episode. And that includes our special feedback show that we did to close out the first week of Only Murders in the Building coverage here on Post Show Recaps, which uh, I'm not going to recap in its entirety, Troy. Uh, we we did that. Uh, we did the recap of podcast recap on the previous podcast, which we're not going to do today. But I but- do think there were some important things that happened on the feedback show that we should bring into this week's podcast before we go too, too much further. Yeah. I I think any coverage of only murders in the building uh, is rife with conspiracies and predictions. So I would say that the murderer predictions are the meat and potatoes of any coverage of the show. Yes. Unsurprisingly, we made some stakes on our bet this year of meat and potatoes yes okay so those loyal listeners out there may recall because it's been discussed recently that last season troy and i put first a whole pizza and then a slice of pizza on the line to see who would get closest to predicting the murderer of only murders season two we're at it again but it's a different food item on the menu we did a steak snake draft on the feedback show where indiana jones temple that's it. Each of us picked monkey brains. Each of us picked uh, a possible murderer. Uh, who's your murder suspect? And if one of us wins, we will buy the other a steak dinner. So I have a team and Troy has a team. My team includes Tobert. That's Robert with a T, the documentarian who we are going to have a lot to talk about today on this podcast. Um, 
You, Troy, you picked Dickie. Uh, Dickie. Dickie Glenroy. Blame the brother. Uh, blame the brother, who uh, I think that there's some there there for sure. After this episode, I'm feeling even more there there. I feel better about your pick than mine uh, after this episode is how I'm feeling right now. Uh, of course, that's the those are the stake picks. Those are the top prizes. If we get our secondary picks, then we're not going to buy each other steaks, but we will buy each other potatoes. French fries uh, will count in honor of Okay. Okay. So, and are you a baked potato person? Are you like a loaded baked potato person? I like a baked potato. Uh, okay. I don't know that I love a baked potato, uh, <sighs> but I'll eat it if it's made well. Sure. And even if it's not made well, uh, for the sake of this bet, I'll eat anything okay. uh, that's Fair agreed enough. upon. Give it to Joshy. He'll yeah. eat anything. In, in advance. Uh, so our potato picks. Of course, we couldn't let Meryl Streep go undrafted, Troy. No. So you've got Loretta. Um, my potato picks uh, are the backers of uh, of Death Rattle Dazzle, uh, one, of, one of whom, the begrudging backer of a Death Rattle Dazzle, uh, indeed, the producers, Adana and Clippard DeMeo. Now, if the killer is anyone other than those five individuals, and for my sake, it's got to be both producers have to have culpability. Yes. Uh, if it's anyone other than those five, that's the field. The field gets everybody else. And if it's somebody else other than those five, Troy and I are going to buy a steak dinner for, uh, for loyal post-show recaps patron Ralphie. Uh, so Ralphie, who you can meet if you become a patron of post-show recaps, patreon.com slash post-show recaps. If you want to get more involved in the conversation, get commercial-free only murders podcasts and some hang times in with Ralphie, who may or may not be the benefactor of a steak and potato dinner at the end of Only Murder Season 3. So those are the stakes, and we're going to be talking about the, the possible killers in that context throughout this podcast. We want to make sure if you missed the feedback show that that's where we went with our death draft, Troy. Yeah, um, I think that uh, it's worth certainly this episode, maybe every episode, we'll do a little stock watch, steak watch and sure. see how our draft picks, whether they've gone up in likelihood or down over yes. the course of what's uncovered in this episode. Yes, and I definitely understand how stocks work, so uh, I'll be uh, I'll be fine. So would buys uh, the uh, the loser a stock dinner? Is that mm, a thing? Mm, I don't maybe think not so. so much. I don't think that's a thing. I'll, I'll short sell thing. Okay, it's sounds good. good. I'll, I'll buy right. you a full plate of arbitrage. Okay, sounds delicious. Oh, wow, arbitrage. Yeah, uh, with a little hollandaise sauce on top. Yeah, didn't he play a hobbit? Anyway, we'll continue. <laughs> Troy, here we are to talk about season three, episode three, Grab Your Hankies. Let's do a quick plot recap of the episode, and we will move along from there. You ready for this? I am. I just have to say, before you get yes. into the, the plot recap... I did like the episode so much more when it was called Grab Your Hankles. Yeah, I misread it. Uh, I was looking at the thing real quick, and I turned an I into an L, and I thought it was Grab Your Hankles, and it's certainly not. Um, but now I'm always going to be wondering what would have happened if they had grabbed their hankles, Troy. Uh, which which I, I define, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but certainly later in the Discord, hankles are definitely hand ankles. Yes. But they're like, so they're fat wrists is okay. really what they are. They're like ankles, but wrists. I thought what you meant was like hand ankles. So instead of ankles, you've got hands down there. So you just got like little oh, hands oh, oh. that connect your legs to your feet. Uh, please uh, tear me away from this terrible sight. Uh, uh, Corey B. No, he's not here to save you, Troy. But a quick plot recap of this episode of Only Murders shall do the thing. So let's get into it. Here we go. Season three, episode three. Grab your hankies, not your hankles. And let's dive into a quick summary of this thing. When we begin, Oliver is hard at work turning his play into a musical. The producers, Donna and Cliff, give him three days to turn Death Rattle into Death Rattle Dazzle, the musical, and unfortunately, the cast is unimpressed. Charles, thinking mostly about the podcast, decides to use this to his advantage and build camaraderie with the cast over their shared exasperation with Oliver. Mabel charges Charles with finding out who is missing their handkerchief. Ben died with a hanky in his hand, and whoever the hanky belongs to is very likely the killer. Charles is less than subtle with his attempts to find the culprit, but luckily, Mabel is hot on the killer's trail. On her way to Ben's penthouse to snoop, 
she bumps into Ben's former documentary filmmaker, Tobert. Yes, Robert with a T. He's there to find video from opening night when Ben took Tobert's camera into his dressing room while it was still filming. Mabel and Tobert bond while hidden in an armoire as Dickie shows up and pokes around his late brother's suite. On their way out, Mabel swipes the tape. She is forced to ask Tobert for help when she realizes the recording is password protected and he agrees to help find the real killer because he's tired of sitting in a tree and watching baby elephants drown. So say we all. So say we all. Meanwhile, the only person who can see Oliver's vision is up and coming star Loretta. Loretta has hired Dickie as her manager and landed herself a sweet gig in Los Angeles as a limping dermatologist's mother on an offshoot of an offshoot of a Grey's Anatomy spinoff, Grey's New Orleans Family Burn Unit. Luckily for Oliver, she decides to stay and perform in Death Rattle Dazzle after Cliff convinces his mother to green light the musical. This is all because Loretta performs the Nanny's Lullaby, uh, a certified bop, we should mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. Uh, which convinces the rest of the cast that the musical has heart. While she's performing, we are treated to the footage of Ben in his dressing room on opening night talking to someone off camera about how he wants them so bad. But they're going to ruin his career. Wasn't it Kimber who Ben was possibly having an affair with? Kimber reminds us how competitive show business is, as Charles texts Mabel to let her know that Kimber doesn't have her hanky. Do you have your hankies, everyone? Because that episode was a doozy. And that is this week's episode of Only Murders Summarized Troy. We love Fantastic it. recap. Uh, I, I want to know, Josh, after watching this, you know, we got episode one, episode two, back to back. We had a little bit of space before we got to take in episode three. Yeah. How did it sit with you overall? What was your overall impression of this episode? So the night is young and you're so, so like it's a little early it's a little early for such romantics here i'm not robin hood with maid marion right now but i kind of feel like season three really good uh yeah, yeah. really really loving season three of omit b and i'm gonna have a soft spot in my heart for season two forever because it's the one that we started the podcast with troy but mm-hmm. Even this episode, uh, isn't it Tobert who's like, I listen to your podcast. I liked season one a bit more than season <laughs> two. Like, very, very funny shots fired at themselves in this episode. I don't think they're wrong. Certainly, season one, I think, is the standout season of Only Murder so far. And three episodes in on a, what, 10-episode run of Only Murders season three. I feel like the rankings are going to formulate themselves as one, three, two. That's my prediction right now. I would not put a stake on it, Troy, mm. but I'm loving it. I'm really enjoying it. I think that there are a lot of different murder culprits, uh, a lot of different possible suspects that are advanced this week. I think we're going to have a lot of fun theorizing to talk about. And already, uh, not just Ralphie, but a bunch of our listeners have a lot of great theories that we're going to pour over in this episode of Bob. Yeah, the um the the I think episode one and two, I'm glad that they were brought together. They set a very nice table and a clear cast of characters for us. And then we do what we love in Omen B and in any murder mystery is we start heading down the rabbit holes. Yeah. Uh or in this instance, climbing up the tree and watching the elephant get pulled down into the sure. water in the hole. What a terrible I, story, by the way. <laughs> what if what that's not gonna be somebody's supervillain origin, you know, like I could totally understand if that transformed Tobert forever is this going to be like a friends ken adams mount tibidabo story where it definitely was not anything related to him but it's the story you tell a girl to try and get her to fall in love with you yeah um you know it could it could be that or it could be the start of a major motion picture or apple tv plus series that tobert's going to try and get off the ground about climate change in which uh none other than loretta voices uh the elephant the humpback whale the last whale yeah uh could be could be uh could also be uh the spinoff of a a gritty show set in a western national park (laughs) oh Uh, man and uh uh, there's a meet cute out on the savannah as 1920 omit b yeah Yeah. omit b 1920 family burn unit Yeah, that could be good. I don't think it's going to be any of those things. No, not so um, much. But not so l- much. let me flip the question to you. Three episodes in. This is our first week where we only have a single episode to talk about. 
what's going on? Meat on the bone, you think? Oh, definitely meat on the bone. I think we got uh, we got ourselves a little T-bone here. I'm not going to give myself like a full Chateaubriand. But, uh, you know, I, I think one of the questions I want to w- sort through here is, is jumping into musicals uh, going to get tiresome quickly? Or is this just going to be right. tons and tons of fodder? And this is just the first salvo in that. Because we yeah. start out the episode with Oliver trying to write a song and uh, trying to write an entire musical in one day. And uh, obviously that's quite challenging. Um, but, you know, the yeah. shift into what Death he Rattle he, Dazzle. He could do, he like pumped out like three musicals in a weekend in the the long ago time oh, two musicals like in one night or it could have been one musical in two nights yeah. it's a little confusing uh i think he woke up in was it betty friedan's bathtub i think that's or right. a yeah. wa- waterbed i might yeah. i might misremember that one yeah um, but I, I do love the idea of uh you know death rattle dazzle i think it gives us a lot more comedic possibility here um and I, I don't know the, the the phrase I wrote down was one complete song, 11 fragments, 25 notions screamed over piano. chords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this song that we get in this episode, look for the light uh, written by none other than Sarah Bareilles uh, alongside Justin Paul and Benj Pasek. So some real musical bona fides here for the, for the music this season so far. Um, even the first one that they were trying to make happen, what was it like about like the demon in the dark or whatever? Like <laughs> in the day. who, who knows? Demon I mean, this in is... the night, you know, like I kind of think that that was good too. So you have to pay the troll toll, Josh to get in. Yeah. I don't know that they can pay the troll toll every season of only murders <laughs> in the building. Like, I don't know that the night man can cometh every year here in only murders. Hey, uh, but I do think uh, that as a flavor, uh, as an identity here for the third season, I love it. And yeah. this is something that we had talked about a bunch at the end of season two also was like, uh, yeah, this show has had like theatrical roots from the very beginning. Clearly, we are arcing towards a murder that takes place on the theater uh, at the theater. And that was not entirely accurate based on what ends up happening in the season three premiere. But I at least felt like primed for this to be a possible direction to go to. Sometimes, even as somebody who loves musical theater, Troy, like I can find this to be a little cringe if it's not done well. But between the Fosse number and then giving Meryl Streep and Kimber, you know, these two characters having like this beautiful, soulful duet together that saves the day. I think that that worked. I think that that really worked for me. Uh, and I think the fact that it's been different uh, from from week to week so far has been has been great. So I think as long as the the diversity of sound is there, I'm going to be pretty happy. About it. Well, one of the things, uh, one piece of feedback that we got was uh, from fellow podcaster and uh, sometimes guest Brooklyn Zed, uh, who shared with me a friendly reminder about how absolutely star studded this cast is. Yeah. From a stage perspective, uh, we have tons, you know, uh, Ashley Park, who plays Kimber, uh, was the original was Gretchen Wieners in Mean Girls. Okay, uh, was a Tony nominee. Uh, we've got uh, Josh. Uh, we actually have a Tony winner in the cast. Do you have any guesses to who the Tony winner is among oh this my cast? Gosh, um, I want to say that it's Howard. I want to oh. believe fantastic question uh fantastic guess uh although he's actually one of the few actors in the cast who i don't believe has performed on broadway okay it's martin short how am i I not surprised that martin short's a tony winner not i'm it's fascinating we got martin short is a tony winner steve sure that's not like a fictional like wikipedia edit uh like to call out his uh his career as uh, uh, as as the director of Splash and other similar splashy efforts. Ooh, it didn't appear to be for Splash, but uh, who knows? You never know. You can't trust the internet these yeah. days. Yeah. Uh, people on the internet with microphones, just you know, yeah. and fingers. You, yeah. you can't trust them. You can't. They trust could them. be. They could be connected to Hankles, uh-huh. Josh. Yes, that's true. <laughs> connected to Hankles. Sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. 
Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, well, let's talk a bit more uh, about this episode, Troy. Oliver furiously working on Death Rattle Dazzle to save his baby, uh, to save his career, and to try and get everybody convinced that this is the right way to go. And it goes rather poorly for most of it. The one person who believes in him is Loretta, uh, and she's heading to Hollywood. She got picked uh, to be the next American Idol. Uh, and she's going to leave. And Oliver, not the kindest guy uh, no. in, uh, in the face of that, Troy. That was not the best look for Oliver. And this may or may not have had anything to do with the lack of dips he was consuming. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously this is a very stressful moment for Oliver. Uh, we literally got the heart attack in the last episode here. Yeah. Um, I do I do like the depth and the grounding of him being able to be a little mean and a little cruel and a little selfish for someone who's that unhinged as a character. Uh, there's there's definitely some some grounding that occurs there. Uh, it also sets up the very nice conclusion of this episode where Loretta picks him. Yes. Uh, Loretta picks the musical. Loretta decides to stay here instead of going to L.A. to film Gray's New Orleans. You say burning. that as if that's not uh, par for the course. That that's not just another not, day in show I feel show like any, any, any more, they're going to Vancouver or Atlanta. Yeah, or probably. Like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Who would live in those places? Sure. Right? sure. Going to get you in trouble with the Canadian listeners. That's right. Yeah. Well, I wasn't the one who said it. So it's really you're getting yourself <laughs> in, in hot water. This is true. But yeah. so, you know, we see the creation of the musical. People are a little bit skeptical, but it also sets up this duality between the the cast uh, trying to get their heads and wrap their heads around this musical and then Mabel and Charles really digging deep right. and investigating primarily the cast, but also the crew of what is now to be a musical. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of culprit suspect hunting that's going on here. And I think uh, it's not just the cast of the musical that looks particularly suspicious this week, though. Kimber is really of that group, the one that is the most sus uh, and some feedback that we got from your friend and mine, Jen. Jen says, well, surely we now have to rule out Kimber with so many things pointing so hard at her at the end of the episode. Uh, and I do think, Troy, that this is a, a very only murders thing to do. It's like pile suspicion on a possible killer really early on and then move off of it. And it's probably not going to be that person, though. I am trying to think about last season. Uh, didn't we get some really meaningful time spent with the killer in like episode three or something like this? I'm yeah, that sounds, sure. about, that sounds about right. But yeah. I, I think this is pretty classic uh, where, you know, we had we spent a lot of time trying to hunt down the glitter man. Yes. And season two. So we had a lot of things to kind of throw us off. And and in that way, it was, you know, spoiler alert, two people conspiring, uh, which is one of the leading theories for this season already. Yeah. Uh, and one of your picks, your potato pick is two people in some ways conspiring. Two people, one potato. That's correct. So uh, one potato, two people. I don't know. One potato, two. That was the joke I was making. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Kimber. I don't know. I mean, I feel like this throws me off the trail of Kimber a whole lot more. Right? Yeah. And uh, isn't it who's the one who says in this episode, like, oh, we've already had two women killers it's like Charles. It's a, a another to be redundant. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I think the line was another female killer. It's already been done. Yeah. 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 That kind of made me feel like, oh, well, it is going to be another female killer. Like you're trying to throw me off the scent here. You're just going to do it again. Uh, although Charles was concerned that uh, maybe Kimber, the TikTok starlet, did it as part of an internet mem. Mem, yeah. Uh, do you call them memes or mems? I mean, they're memes. What if the? I don't know. They're memes Maybe. and they're gifts. I will. I will hold tight on gifts. Okay. All right. Troy said it, folks. It's authoritative right. now. Uh, memes and gifts. Uh, with apologies to the Mems and Jif people out there. Yeah, we do not want to diminish, including Jif Goldblum, of who the I Mims think is and Jif Goldblum. grieving this moment of clarity that we're having right now. Uh, so yeah, I mean, a lot of suspicion cast on Kimber, TikTok Mem star Kimber probably didn't do it for the Mems. Um, the big culmination of the episode, though, is like you know signs pointing towards Kimber. Uh, signs pointing towards like a Kimber narration kicking off episode four, I would think, with a lot of focus on her as sort of like the only murders formula. Um, 
the scene at the end of uh, Tobert and Mabel looking at the cam footage uh, that's making it seem like Ben is having a lover's quarrel with mm-hmm. someone off camera. I want to give huge props to Matt from Michigan, patron of Post Show Recaps, uh, who came in uh, with a doozy. And this is really Matt from Michigan. A double doozy, even. Yes. Uh, If you take a great American, whatever. Okay. Okay. This was from Matt from Michigan's wife, I assume also from or in Michigan. Mm. Uh, She says that Ben is talking to a plate of cookies in Move the recovered footage. Over bird the murder end. theory. Yes. Move over bird uh, murder theory. We have ben, the cookie test. Ben is talking to a plate of cookies in the recovered footage at the end. It would make sense with the how did you get in here? Sitting there acting all sweet, and I want your bad lines. Uh, it could be the way that the first murder was attempted. Uh, this is one of those moments, Troy, where like if it isn't attempted cookie murder, then why are we even here? Why I, are we even here? You immediately see it and everything aligns like a solar eclipse here. It's so perfect. It could ruin his career. Yeah. We've yeah. already seen. We've already seen that Ben cannot be trusted around sweets and everyone in the room knows that. Yes. So I do think this is one of the reasons why my steak pick stock goes up. Yes. Dickie is responsible for keeping the sweets away from Ben. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of substance to this. uh, And it's not just because it's like a chewy chewy, substance. Yeah. It's like a thick cookie. (laughs) It is a a seven color crumble cookie. Yeah. Yeah, that is like a thick, fat patty of a cookie that we're talking about here. And it's got I'm substance to it. and also hungry. Yeah, me too. Should we be doing a cookie bet, Troy? I've got this. You ready? Here we go. Gonna, innovation. Now I'm interested. Happening. Innovation happening here. If a cookie is not involved in the killing of Ben Glenroy and the death of Ben Glenroy, we have to buy Ralphie a cookie uh, okay. to go with his steak dinner. But if the, if a cookie is involved with uh, the the death of Blen, Ben Glenroy, then Ralphie has to buy us a cookie. Ooh, uh, uh, we're going to have to check with Ralphie to see if he's got the budget for that. But... Uh, all right, I'll text Ralphie. Uh, I'll Discord but message Matt, Ralphie real quick. Incredible. We're yeah. a big fan of this theory. Yes. Uh, so much so that we now have a real cookie steak. So we have put yeah. dough behind this cookie theory. Yeah. There's dough. There's dough here. Uh, so I feel like that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, that's it. Uh, yep. That's it. Now, the question about um, how it would be wielded as a murder weapon. Uh, poison. The, you poison, know, poison, 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 poison. Yeah. Like, is that like, cookie's poison? <laughs> yeah. Will, is it like, uh, so we've got Will watching here. What's up, Will? Will saying, whoa, big stakes for Ralphie. And Will's <laughs> right about that. Or big cookies, says Will. And I don't know if Will's making a joke or not here with the big cookies, but my question for you is, if that was a sizable enough cookie, uh, did it have to be poisoned or could it have been some sort of like choking hazard? Or like a diabetic situation, right? There's it's several just loaded ways. with so much stuff. Yeah, I mean that's you know I love a good double doozy. That's the that's the double cookie with the cream in between. That's right? what it's called, a double doozy. It's called a double doozy where I'm from. Cool. Uh, you could get the smaller version called the dinky doozy. Why am I talking about this? <laughs> Why would on I get podcast? a dinky doozy when I could get a double? Exactly, exactly. But this also brings up: is there any possibility it's a cookie cake? Right, we got a whole cookie and a cake, and it says Gosh. congratulations on premiere night. A lot of cake talk here on post show recaps this week in the currently as yet unreleased but fully recorded Free Willy episode of 30 Years Greater. Rob Sesternino and I really went long on cake, specifically a fudgy the whale. Uh, So I had a great time talking cake, and I'm not done talking cake if we can keep talking cake and cookies. Uh, do Do you know what the cookie puss is? Are you aware uh, of this? Uh, it's a thing. <laughs> it's it's a Carvel product, the cookie okay. puss. Okay. Yeah. Should I be Googling? Do I need to yeah. go into incognito mode? There's no or... like filters, you know, okay. search. <laughs> Fine. Look it up. Uh, but I was surprised by Oh that. my God. Yeah. He's got an ice cream what? cone for a nose. Who folks. in the what? Anyway, uh, so uh, cookies and cakes, uh, big mistakes. I think that Dickie, uh, if we it want. It looks like Dickie. <laughs> we kind of 
does actually cookie, cookie puss, puss, puss looks puss. like Dickie Gunroy. <laughs> wrong about that. Uh, I think uh, as for how Dickie could be involved, uh, yeah, he could have fed a poisoned cookie or he could have like watched for the cookie. The thing that feels likelier to me uh, coming out of this episode because uh, Dickie is going to be there in the penthouse while Tobert and Mabel are watching and they see like... I just want to say, Josh, right now, yeah. I will not be Googling Cookie Puss Dickie Penthouse. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it uh, unless Don't, that's your There thing. are limits! Unless that's your thing, but as uh, the owner and proprietor of this podcast, I will say, don't do it while podcasting. Please. Uh, don't do it while podcasting. Certainly not on I've a line. I've drawn a line. I think, thank you for respecting. Yes. Um, I think that um, what's occurring to me, other than that mental image, uh, is that Dickie's grief feels more like a person who has made a mistake, who has uh, yes. had an accident. And I feel like if he is involved in his brother's death, it is not with malice. It is not with intent. And if anything, I don't think that he's the cookie monster. Um, mm. I think that he could have gotten into a big fight with Ben over the uh, lack of protection of Ben during cookie gate. And I could see Dickie being the reason that Ben fell down the elevator. That it was a oh, big old accident. Fantastic, fantastic observation. I want to add a couple more details on top of that yeah. about this episode specifically that I do think raise the profile of Dickie without putting him on center stage. Here. Okay, let's do it. Number one, uh, we we have the 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 cookie situation, right? Where he would have direct access and responsibility for uh, Ben and protecting him from that. Yeah. Number two, we learned from Tobert that Dickie fired Tobert. Yeah. And that is really interesting. Like, there's a lot more agency around Dickie yes. than we think. Yeah. And that also goes to the third piece, which is Dickie is now Loretta's agent. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you are living in the grief of the death of your brother and the star that's propelling your career in your family, are you, like, turning around and, like, just getting a new person to represent? Well, I mean, his cash cow is gone. And depending on Dickie's financial situation, so you know. In comes Meryl Streep. Yeah, Dickie Glenroy got to eat, you know, and all the cookies are poisoned. So, uh, <laughs> and all the, the, the potatoes and steaks have been promised to Ralphie. Uh, so I think that Dickie is incentivized to, to get a job. But it is pretty quick. It is, mm -hmm. it is a quick turnaround. Yeah. You're not wrong about this. So I'm right about this. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Could be yes, right. But but I do I do agree with your overall theory that the characterization of Dickie at this point to, appears not to be someone who is conniving or uh, is I mean obviously that throws up red flags in my head because yeah. I always think they're trying to double triple bluff us as viewers. But I a triple doozy. Oh the man. Oh, the triple doozy. Yeah uh wham bams uh yeah. it's like the club sandwich of cookies the triple doozy <laughs> yes it's uh, the the paul rudd club the rudd club rudd club I'm, I'm part of the rudd club for sure yeah i am uh yeah. that that does bring up a, a a question i had in watching this episode are we pretty much done seeing the bulk of the paul rudd or do we no think way. we're gonna get more ghost no, I think I think that um, Paul Rudd is committed for this season, right? Mm. Like, I think that Paul Rudd, he's getting that special guest star status in the opening credits. Uh, we are seeing, um, even in this episode, while there is the least amount of uh, Rudd Club membership uh, perks this week, uh, we do get that camera footage, right? We do get that footage of, uh, of Ben talking to whether it's Kimber or a cookie or both. Uh, or someone else entirely. We do get that footage, and I think that more moments like that are guaranteed. Uh, and I think a bunch of them. I think that there's still a lot of the past that needs to be unfurled here. A lot of the stuff that happened when this show was going to happen. Uh, a, a, a significant amount of interactions that we have yet to see. We'll get. Uh, I think that we are going to get a healthy amount of Ben Glenroy here in season three of only murders. Do you disagree? Do you think that we're going to be uh, low on our, uh, like, are we going to be regretting our Rudd club membership that like we're paying $20 a month for like three slices of Rudd? 
Mm, it's a great question. Skimp us on the rud? Yeah, is my Hulu subscription? <laughs> am I getting enough rud for the buck? Yeah. Um, I'm concerned. I'm okay. concerned three episodes in. Okay. I think we have a lot of cast. I think we have a lot of time. You know, we want to spend time with the three main characters here. We're clearly getting a lot of Meryl, which I'm not going to complain about. Sure, yeah. But I wouldn't be shocked if we're a little thin on the rud. Okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You know, uh, he is dead, Ben. He is, is dead. So we gotta we kind of gotta do some flashbacks. Think, I mean, you know, we're, some we're expectations, see you know, expectation yeah. management for the dead men. This isn't weekend at Bernie's, okay? Like we're not just gonna be having like a dancing voodoo Ben. Uh this is not a bad idea for the musical. I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> we musical? Can do it. Uh yeah. bring, but, you bring know, back the dead body and have them cha cha slide across the stage. We'll probably not have a ton of it. Well, speaking of uh things that might yeah, of the cha cha slide, uh right. to the left, we're going to no, uh we're gonna talk about a, a theory brought forth by our good friend Fitzy. Yes. Uh, and I would say that this is... By the way, uh, RIP to DJ Casper, the artist behind the Cha-Cha Slide, who uh, passed away earlier this month. Oh, it was just a moment of silence. Here. Oh, I thought that maybe you froze. No, um, I didn't. I didn't. I just, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You know, what am I going to do? Uh, yeah. uh, one hop this yeah. time in, in, yeah. in honor of him. Um, Slides well, Fitzy. Uh, Fitzy has a capital letters wild ass theory. All right, let's do it. If a W A T a what a what? Yeah, let's get the what out of the way. Uh, here we go. Uh, it's time to turn down for the what. <laughs> turn down for what? 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 If Meryl's character Loretta was Ben's nanny or even birth mother, and she confronted him. He rejected her, and that's why she killed him or tried to kill him. I think she's the first killer, not the second, if Whoa. we're following the two separate killers theory. Okay. That is Fitzy's leading Meryl is the killer theory. Okay, so we're going from bird murder to mama bird murder mm. uh, is what we're talking about here. Uh feels a little season two right uh yeah. with like the 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 true stories of like uh who was shirley mcclain's uh the parent of or she was in like yeah, a relationship Rose. with yeah you know so like i feel like we sort of did this yeah um, this is like this is stretchy like jack black and like the, like, well, the, the mother portion of it is i think the nanny thing is interesting I think the nanny thing is especially interesting because of Ben Glenroy's hate that he gets into Charles Hayden about you forgot about me. You forgot about little boy genius Ricky Duda or whatever his name was on Brazo. Not even going to dig it up. I'm not even going to dig it up. <laughs> boy genius Tim Ricky Lawrence Duda. or something like that. Yeah. You know, like, so we did that. Timothy Bush. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so like we went there, uh, and so that's an established reason why he's being so mean to uh to Charles. Uh, what if he is doing something similar to Loretta? Now I think that like the path of coincidence that brings Loretta and Ben Glenroy into this very same uh, stage play together feels almost too much. To yeah to believe in the world of only murders said the guy who firmly sincerely believed that a bird uh, was responsible for Bunny's murder <laughs> in season two. But I think on the other side of that, I feel like this is probably a little far, but that would be the more plausible reach than um, Loretta being Paul Rudd's mom. But do you feel like there were some things in this episode that made you suspicious of Loretta? Your potato pick. Well, let me let me first uh, before I forget establish uh, we are still at one on the bird count for the season. Okay, with the line of one point five that yep. you established. Yeah. So we have not yet gotten a second bird. Okay. Uh, we're gonna track on that. We're gonna keep track on that throughout the season. Uh, we'll definitely remember to do that. We won't. Did uh -huh. I see things that made me more suspicious of Loretta this episode? No, no, I didn't. Because I yeah. feel like if you're the killer and you're trying to get away, you're going to go to family burn unit. You're going to yeah. take the out. I don't know that you stay because of Oliver, right? Mm. Or because of your love for him. 
So I, I think for me, like this lowered Loretta's threat, but yeah. I guess I, I would put it back to you, Josh, and say, if the Watt from Fitzy, which uh-huh. is a phrase I did not expect to say when I woke up this morning. Yeah. But if the Watt from Fitzy, Fitzy the wild ass theory of uh, Loretta is the nanny of Ben, if that's not substantiated or the best Meryl is the killer theory, what is the best Loretta is the killer theory right now? Um, gosh, I don't know that I have a really good one other than Loretta killing Ben to get an agent. But then why would she stay? Uh, And like the path to that feels feels really hard to see. Um, Is it possible that Loretta could have killed Ben because she's obsessed with Oliver and wants to get his professional limitations out of the way? Maybe it's possible, uh, but like if that's the case, then gosh, she solved that fast because they're smooching by the end of the episode, Troy, uh, not to bury the lead. Uh, mm. So, like, is that uh, over and done with? If that's the case, like, I think that you know, did Ben Glenroy have to die for that kiss to occur? I think if they'd all waited a little while longer, we probably would have gotten there anyway. Um, okay, so, then I'll, I'll throw know, out one last honest, theory. I'll throw out I, one last theory. Yeah, go for it. Because I'm I'm not really buying on Loretta killed Ben. I don't think so. Which is maybe very hey, very. I got uh, I got yeah. potato bed on this one, so I, I got to cook up got, whatever I can. You got okay? potato skin in the game. I get it. I got I got <laughs> I got some skin in the game. Yeah. I'll give you my leading Loretta theory. My leading lady theory on this cool. one is stage fright. <laughs> she is so not prepared to go out on stage and actually perform on the night of. And the only way she can find her way out of it is to take out the little punk that is Ben Glenroy. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a, uh, that's a, that's a, a big way to get off stage. You could have just said like uh, my, my, uh, <laughs> you could have said inclement weather uh, as Lionel Richie did the other night when he canceled his concert at Madison what? square garden an hour after the concert was supposed to start when I was in Madison square garden with Emily Fox waiting for the concert to start. So like you could have done something simpler like that, a little bit of a, uh, my plane couldn't fly in. You don't have to kill a guy. I don't think. I don't think yeah, I mean, Debbie from her. Duluth is in the audience. She uh-huh. has been there waiting to hear this song and to see this, although it was a straight play on opening night. So, yeah. you know, people aren't flying in from Duluth to see plays, although they should. No, they should. no, and no I'm sure some are. Yeah. Duluth. It's a, you got to connect in O'Hare. And that's yeah, you do. It is a, it's a to do uh, to Duluth <laughs> to get there, which was a, a stretch to get to, to do. Yeah. Um, can I mean, I it ask- wasn't a it wasn't a Fitzpatrick uh, theory. Story, it wasn't a what? Uh, it, it wasn't a what? Let me ask you about Tobert. Oh, yeah. I want I want to know what you thought about Tobert. This Tobert said you'd never hear from me again, and instead, here here he, he lied. He lied, cheated. Okay, so we've got a lot more Tobert on the menu uh, here in episode three. How did the needle move for you as it pertains to Tobert with his uh, his whole story, his song and dance, not a literal song and dance, not yet, uh, about not wanting to sit on the sidelines and watch atrocities occur uh, as a passive participant anymore, Troy? Tobert getting more involved in the case feels like a great position for Tobert should he be the killer. Yeah, I, I think for Shades me... Shades of Amy Ryan in that. Well, and that's what I was going to say, is that... Uh, thanks for stealing my point, Josh. <laughs> it's okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Josh. I just, I just. But that's that's exactly right, which is um, as much as coming onto center stage and being a part of the show again uh, should put Jesse Williams, should put Tobert on the suspect list, you know, we do have this history. The meta of Omid B is uh, real and alive in season three. And we already have the scenario of a love interest. We we fooled played around with that in season two with Cara Delevingne's character yep. as a possible suspect. Are we going to do that again? Like if we keep doing this over and over again, um, sure. I, maybe there's uh, a, an episode or two where we come back to Tobert, but I, I I feel like were he the killer, I would keep him in the bench for longer. Okay. I would keep him off screen for longer. And I certainly wouldn't make this close connection with Mabel quite yet. 
Okay. Interesting. Um, Roger wrote in and asked us, is it possible that Tobert got a hanky from Ben as an honorary member of the crew? Sure. Because it wasn't Ben who fired Tobert, right? It was uh, no, who did. it was it was Dickie who did. Um, I mean, I think this is one of the unanswered questions. The kind of technical questions is like, who's hanky worthy? Yeah. Did did Tobert get a hanky? Did Dickie get a hanky? Another phrase I didn't expect to say when I woke up this morning. Sure. Well, you need to prepare for every eventuality, Troy. Uh, so that's on you. Um, <laughs> that could be a reason why Dickie would be upset. You didn't get me a hanky. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Did, did, you I never mean, respected we, me, Ben. We never thought of me as anything Dickie other than the out. help. Ooh. Ooh. So 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 is the do we think the the Dicky is the murderer theory is based on jealousy and just not wanting to be second fiddle? I mean, I still think that it's like uh he screws up. Uh he screws mm-hmm. up, they get into a fight, Ben falls down, Dicky doesn't own up to it. Like that's sort of where I'm at with Dicky, but I'm so there with Dicky that I think that you get a stake. Uh is where if you ask me here in episode three, I think uh stake is trending towards Troy. I think mm. Dicky is like my prime suspect right now for the second murder. First murder, I really I don't know. Uh I think uh first first murder being the same guy or first murder being um a totally separate but concerted effort and or a fluke in its own right like maybe none of this was murder maybe all of this is freak accident maybe just a whole mess of freak accidents are happening here in season three what happens if only murders in the building season three ends and no one was murdered uh, uh it was then just- it becomes uh instead of omit b it's osha b uh osha b occupational safety and health administration yeah you know look we got people falling down elevator shafts Uh we got people eating poison cookies manslaughter so you can still be on omit b that's right that's right the actors guild is still going to get involved in this right or broadway league like you know this is a union thing uh we can't stand for people being poisoned in a union shop no uh take it to strike up the conversation with the great dr amanda here on post show recaps (laughs) it's a subject that she can explore further in her continuing series chronicling the strikes from the wga and sag after without whom this podcast would not exist um i want to talk about a theory from chloe uh chloe throws this out here troy uh chloe says the fact that we do not have a single killer but a myriad of involvement contributing to ben's death that is my theory says chloe my guess is that loretta and his brother are in on it kimber's doing her own thing but hates ben decides to snuff out the gas giant that is the cobro loretta becomes close chums with dickie and accepts when he offers to manage her she needs a better agent anyway someone with those sweet gray spinoff offshoots of an offshoot network drama connects dickie wants to get out of ben's orbit and focus on the rising star that is loretta mabel is clearly bonding with tobert as they both feel the effects of being left out of something they used to be clicked into and i think there's more truth in what tobert is saying without saying it's possible that as a documentarian he did not intervene while witnessing a horror on opening night a poisoning mayhaps i said mayhaps she said perhaps he went to recover the footage so he could destroy it so chloe is suspicious of a bunch of people but i think very specifically with the mind of like it's not that it could just be any one of these things but it could be this conglomerate of all of these things. Yeah, right. This, is the, about a little this bit. is the like, you know, clue third ending yes. uh, scenario. <laughs> this is the, <laughs> the Agatha Christie. That's right. Uh, yeah. This could have happened. Yes. Um, I would say of everything that's said here. Sure. Like, I think very possible. I I'm I think leader in the clubhouse is multiple people attempted to kill Ben, at yeah. least in two different scenarios. Yeah. The piece that is most interesting to me, and I know we kind of talked about this, but maybe it just didn't click until now. It wasn't clicked in, is the idea of Tauber staying as a witness to horror and seeing the elephant and, and not intervening. Is it possible Paul Rudd is not the Ant-Man, but is the <laughs> elephant man? Mm, yeah, right? so, the, is, so he, he was like, he was, uh, he was telling on himself in that mm. story all right uh, maybe right maybe he witnessed something and didn't intervene and he feels some level of guilt yeah yeah i like that i think that that makes a lot of sense to me actually i should also mention for people who are uh you know uh, uh, theater aficionados don't tweet at me i know the elephant man is a play also the idea of paul rudd playing the elephant man just seems 
remarkable and amazing to it me. Does. So sign yeah. me up for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lynch directed uh, is what Ooh. I want. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, speaking of uh, possible alternate futures and uh, fictitious shows, yeah, we got one from Meredith that says, uh-huh. Josh, please, please give me a synopsis of the pilot episode of Gray's New Orleans Family Burn Unit. Okay. Family burn unit uh so that means it's like a burn unit for families or yeah, is it I think like so. family friendly um i think it's a burn unit for families it could also be that it's a burn unit but the people who work there are really a family okay um all right well i mean i'm uncreative so i guess my first thought is mardi gras uh yep. or, or jazz festival uh but something takes place at mardi gras to like i I think it is mardi gras you know why because this Mm. is like sort of like your super bowl premiere type of vibe right like you want to bring them in strong for gray's new orleans family burn unit so Mm -hmm. i think you have to have something massively recognizable um and i think that um a family goes up in flames while um blowing out the birthday candle on a king baby cake Ooh! Uh, bring the king okay. baby into this. Not, uh, a, not a cookie puss. No, cookie puss doesn't have any business being on this show. Carvel, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Uh, okay, uh, so it's a now, king now baby do... candle burn unit incident in Gray's Anatomy, New Orleans family burn unit. Well, I think we so we figured out the burn unit part of it. We've touched on the family part. We've hinted at New Orleans. There's just going to be exterior shots because everything's going to be shot in L.A. or Atlanta yeah. or Vancouver, yes. yeah. whatever's cheapest at the moment. Yeah. I will bring in the Gray's piece of it, okay. uh, which is I think the connection to the I thought you were going to say you were going to cast Loretta when clearly we don't need to. She's the king baby. Oh, have yeah. you you've seen the king baby mascot from yes. the New Orleans Pelicans? Yeah. Terrifying. Meryl Streep can do anything she can't she can voice a whale she can play a king baby she can play a king baby she's in a suit uh which would you pay more to see paul rudd as the elephant man or meryl streep as the king baby like wearing like a gigantic like puffy king baby suit like krang yeah. like yeah. The, and it's like meryl streep's head like poking out with of the, the little belt, tiny like, crown on top brain that's right you really asking me which one i'd prefer to see <laughs> Like, give me a th- there's a thousand paul rudds out there that could be the elephant man and only one meryl streep who can crank her way into a king baby suit it's feral <laughs> it's feral <laughs> i'm gonna need to see a diagram of that <laughs> sentence it's feral <laughs> well, meryl streep this is the headline meryl. meryl streep cranks her way into- she cranks her way into the king baby suit it's meryl <laughs> wow yeah Ma- cancel grays meryl this is the show is a we're whale. watching her way into the king baby and then every episode it's like a, it's 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 an episodic series where the king baby tries to do different careers yeah it's like the king baby is barbie it's like we have king baby lawyer we have king baby doctor maybe the family that's burned is the king baby's family Wow. And so it's the uh, king baby, queen baby, princess, Ooh, prince baby, princess baby, prince bishop baby, baby mm-hmm. uh, ice ice the, baby. The whole chessboard's coming along for this. <laughs> Several different pawn babies pawn baby. angling to be a queen baby, pawn baby, prawn baby, <laughs> prawn baby too. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Ship it. Look, is this what people are here for? I think so. This is the kind of stuff. This is why you pay writers what they're worth. Yeah, (laughs) this is why. Uh Uh, Yeah, but yeah, I (laughs) look uh, all of this obviously funded by Meredith Gray after some massive mishap or disaster. And she wins a billion dollars in a lawsuit. Yes, that's right. Um, Okay, one one last bit of (laughs) feedback here, Troy, before the king baby have killed Ben (laughs) Glenn. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Done. Yes. If it's the king baby, we will get a king cake and we will eat it. uh, And if it's not the king baby, then Ralphie has to get us a king baby cake. 
Um, speaking of Ralphie, Ralphie has the final word here. Some feedback from Ralphie. Uh, Ralphie says, hey, Josh and Troy, I have another tinfoil hat theory to throw at you. Now that we've gotten a spike in, invis- in wow, a spike in invisibility from Tavar. He was hiding in the armoire. He was. Uh, by the way, talking way too loud in the armoire. Yeah, I noticed that too. Way too loud. Like, you want to get caught. Uh, okay, so now that we've gotten a spike in visibility from Tobert. I feel like I can rule him out as a potential murderer, says Ralphie. Loretta, however, will always be getting spikes in visibility and is so obvious it's not obvious at all that she'd be the murderer. When she's on our screen, we're just like, well, it's Meryl freaking Streep. She plays the king, baby. (laughs) I know her. Can we burn you in it? Uh, Ralphie says, think about it. She's this up-and-coming actress who's about to get her big break when Ben Glenroy's stardom threatens to overshadow her. He's dead, and now she's a star. Boom. Motive. So Ralphie can see what I apparently cannot, Troy, which is the path towards killer Loretta. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that as a leading theory. Um, obviously, that's why I drafted Meryl Streep as my potato pick. After I drafted Dickie, I, I immediately had regret because it just it it just flashed in my head. You fools! You fools! Right? That we're gonna get to the end of the season, and she's been there the whole time, yeah. and we gloss over her because she's Meryl Streep. So that would be incredibly fulfilling if it does turn out to be her. I do not need her to go into the wings at any point this season. Keep her around in every single episode. And if she turns okay. out to be the killer, awesome. Awesome. All right. Anything else from episode three of Only Murders? A really fun one, I thought, Troy. I think my only question to you is uh, to stay with Loretta for a second. We got the kiss between Oliver and Loretta. Are you interested in seeing this relationship unfold more as yes. the series? And this is like, is this what you're looking for when you get Martin Short and Meryl Streep together? I think we talked about this a bit last time where it's like, wow, that is not how I would have expected this to go. Uh, and I think that it's like, it's kind of nice that that's the direction that we, that we went. Um, I think that um, Meryl Streep's bona fides require, no elaboration uh you know the uh an icon of our times a cinematic legend martin short while legendary for short in his own right uh i think like the world needs to be reminded more of martin short's greatness uh putting martin short and meryl streep in this sort of like let's root for him this underdog romance story and depending on the twists and turns that it could take yeah i'm really here for it um I think that it is among the stories that I'm the most excited about on the show. That's really I don't know if that makes me weird, but like I really I really am I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see where this goes. Um, I think it's like, the most grounded and having this relationship while the show is happening. I don't know. It's danger. There's danger here, Troy. How we love, long we love danger on all we, we do we do love yeah. danger, uh, even if it's up in Nova Scotia with triplets and a lighthouse. Sure. How long into the season do you think we go before we get to see the opening of Death Rattled As? Oh man. Uh penultimate. Okay. I think so, we we will get there and then like the killer is revealed, and then like the resolution of the killer has to go down on opening night. Mm. That's my thought. That's my so we start in an opening night. That's very nice. Yeah. It's very yeah. cinematic. Yeah. Oliver cannot catch a break, can he? No, nope. he can't. He can't. Mm. Um, but you all can catch a break by checking out our post-show recaps coverage of Only Murders in the Building. Season 3, each and every week, as Troy and I are going to continue trying to medium brain this thing yes. and figure out who killed Ben Glenroy. We hope that you are enjoying the show. If you want to get feedback in or get more involved, like Ralphie, you can become a patron of Post Show Recaps. You sign up, patreon.com slash recaps At any level, you will get commercial-free versions of the Only Murders in the Building Season 3 podcast. At higher levels, you get full access to the Discord, 
Discord where we are having big only murders conversations. Would love to see you there. If you don't want to do that, no harm, no foul. There are plenty of other ways to find us. As mentioned, we're doing these video versions of the podcast. You can check us out on YouTube. Uh, posterrecaps.com slash YouTube will work. So shall YouTube.com slash posterrecaps if you just have a preference of what order you want to put the stuff in. Uh, but you can check us out. We've got an only murders playlist that you'll be able to follow along with and watch the video versions of these podcasts. You can also come find us in your podcast player of choice when you search post show recaps only murders in the building. You will find us, Troy. And I will say, you could write a review in your review. If you're not sure what to say, you could yeah. say it's innovative, smart, unpolished, and in a refreshing way. Yeah. And it was cute. Yeah. You could say all of those That's things. That's a great review. We would love a review like that. If you want to take some time out of your busy day uh, to leave us a rating and a review would be so appreciated. It's very helpful for us here on Poster Recaps, and you don't have to pay a dime to do it. So if you could just spend some time doing it, we'd greatly appreciate that, of course. If you want to get in touch with Troy and I, we are on the internet. You can find us in various different social media platforms now that everything's so decentralized that I couldn't just tell you which one to do. Uh, I'm at Round Howard. Where you can find me, Troy's at DJ LaBelle Klein. Troy, anything else you got? Let's keep going next episode. Here we go. Okay. Uh, we will omit be right back uh, next week with episode four of season three of Only Murders in the Building, which is called. Okay. The White Room. The White Room. Oh, gosh. What a um, thumbnail. Yeah, that's got like uh, Lynchian vibes, the white room. Uh, that feels like a little Twin Peaksy, uh, White Lodge adjacent. Uh, so let's see what kind. Of, yeah, the thumbnail is terrifying. Uh, I'm curious to see where we're going to go here with episode four of season three. You know we'll be podcasting about it. We appreciate you listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And until next time, everybody, see you later. Bye. Oh. Beautiful.